welcome back to the Forever Young Podcast. We release episodes every month. If you're new here, feel free to subscribe and follow us to keep up to date with our uploads. I'm Charlene and I'm joined by Tom. Hello. Hello. How are you? How have you been? (laughs) Jinx. We always do this every time. We do. Um, Good. Busy. End of the year. So... Yes. Yeah, things are things are ramping up. How about you? Ramping up. Oh, things are running. I'm so ready for a holiday and a break, to be honest. You know, I want things to run to a close for the year. But mm-hmm. um, is your clinic closed over Christmas time? Like, do you get to have a break? I've asked for time off. So we are open every day except for Christmas Eve. Uh, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, and New Year's Day. So every other day we're open. Uh, we're, well, I'm working Christmas Eve, I think. Yeah, I'm working Christmas Eve. Yeah. And then I think there's a few public holidays in the next week. So I think I have that week off. And then I think we're back after New Year's. Back after New Year's, yeah. 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 That's pretty cool. So yeah, a bit of a break. Well... And be well rested for the new year. Yes. It's it's crazy how fast this year has gone, to be honest. It's like after two years of lockdown, I'm like, oh, my God, just bring mm-hmm. me back. <laughs> no, 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 not back Yeah, I definitely don't want to go back. Yeah, no, I took that. I definitely took that back. But mm-hmm. um, I think at the start of next year, I will have a new mic. So hopefully my oh. new mic will be a lot better for the podcast. That's the main reason why I wanted to get it, so I can reinvest oh in you and all the our listeners who listen Aww. to this podcast so we can have a better time listening to Aww. more books and more ideas for the next year so yeah definitely so our episode today for do with us is the final episode or the final part of shen psycho-emotional aspects of chinese medicine by Alyssa rossi um so this is this episode covers two sections section three which talks about therapeutic approaches and then we're going to talk less about section four because it's more contemporary like more modern take and then it's written by um, different people as well rather than just the author Um, so we might cover it a little bit um, if we have time towards the end but mostly focused on I guess treatment approaches in this episode yeah, exactly. This is probably one of the more uh, fun and pragmatic episodes because a lot of the stuff that we've talked about previously, theoretically wise, is now all sort of clinic practice space now. So mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. we have these previous patterns that we've explained and these are the points you use and this is why you do it and this is how mm-hmm. you do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the way she organizes um, section three is she talks about first the principles, uh, patterns of fullness. Um, And then she talks about the patterns of emptiness. So rather than talking about specific illnesses or um, conditions that occur, she's kind of done um, syndrome classification or differentiation, which is, I guess, a big part of Chinese medicine diagnosis as well. So she starts off with talking about fullness. And she says the first line of this chapter is fullness is always pathological. So the, the, the excess always means that there's an imbalance going on in the body. Um, And then you just need to figure out what type of fullness, what type of excess you have. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think the first and most common one that you first think of when you think of excess in modern day society is probably liver cheese tag. I think mm-hmm. 99% of people probably have it. Let's be real. Everyone mm-hmm. who walks through the door has liver cheese tag either as the main cause or derived from something else that would have caused them to have that kind yeah. of stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the stagnation of chi equals the stagnation of emotions or stagnation of emotions act on the chi as well. So it's quite closely linked. And then when you have the blockage of chi, um, that affects the yin, yang, the blood, you know, it everything gets affected. Yeah. Um, she talks a bit about like the how the pathogenesis, how it occurs. Um, she talks about the clinical manifestations, which um, I guess you can read about as well. The one that I always think of when we talk about liver cheese stagnation is the sighing because mm-hmm. it's that like subconscious, like you're not aware of it. And then sometimes you'll just be talking to the patient and then they'll just kind of like <sighs> deflate. And, and then straight away for me, that's like, okay, liver. liver <laughs> you yep. just tick that liver cheese stagnation box. Yeah. So so yeah, she talks about also how it affects the other organs, the spleen, the energy, and like the appetites and things like that as well. But what I guess we want to talk a bit more about today is the treatment method or like what points and like how you would go about treating it as well. Because I think We've talked about a lot about syndrome differentiation before, I guess, in other episodes as well, and talking about, you know, the classic signs and symptoms of liver cheese stagnation, of, you know, stomach fire, things like that. So, yeah, I think we touch less on acupuncture points for those episodes. Yeah. So some of the most common points, like we always do, is the four gates. So LI4, liver three, obviously LI4, yen point, regulates chi, activates chi, moves chi, you know. Um, mostly in the upper sort of head orifice kind of levels. And then liver three is the UN and the shoe point. So it's the earth point. So it helps pacify the liver, mm-hmm. um, helps move the liver, especially in the lower jaw. So you get the upper and the lower, get the mm-hmm. gates, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what I really liked about her explanation of the points is that she incorporated like the UN, um, if it's a yuan point, a shu point, an earth point, um, and she talks about like five elements as well. And so she talks about the points and then the actions, and then she talks like about the notes. Um, so for example, if we're talking about um, the gates that you just said, so she talks about how yuan point, you know, it um, influences the liver and then like the classical classical relationship to like wind and things like that and so how it's indicated for chi stagnation so she gives that explanation of okay it's a yuan point so it can help with this but it's also say a shu point and an earth point so it's like grounding and it's able to do this so rather than just saying here's the principles of actions you learn more about the the yuan point the shu point and what those like words actually mean exactly Another point combo that she also recommends is spleen four and PC six. I think makes sense when you're talking about liver chi, how it interacts with the spleen and the stomach and the digestion kind of system. You want to help mm-hmm. regulate the chi, especially in the middle jowl and the chest. If people are having tightness of breath or they can't breathe or they're having a lot of that sighing and that's impacted into that digestion, talks a little bit about how it in relation to the chong mai. 
and how it, the digestion and the appetite and the bowel, how you want to release that knotting in that kind of intestines and free that kind of flow in that sort of area as well. Yeah. And then she talks about how being a lower point, um, it's able to be powerful in moving chi and also um, chi of the yin channels. So it has a specific effect on emotional disorders. Um, and then the earth governs the digestive process. So the spleen floor being on the um, spleen earth channel, it can affect the digestion as well. I guess the other one would be PC6, which is also a lower point. Same thing, mm-hmm. opens up the chest, helps regulate the tummy. I think this is probably, those two are probably the most common points that I use in my practice at the moment. Mm-hmm. Even for fertility and stuff like that, opening up those, uh, the Chung Mai and the mm. Ying Wei Mai are super important for fertility and yeah. Shen calming mm. stuff as well. Yeah. Do you use, not related, but like CV17 for Shen and fertility or just uh, for Shen as well? Actually, no, I had. I don't think I've used it very much for Shen mm. for fertility. I've used it for Shen for normal Shen related stuff, yeah, like yeah. anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in that middle chest kind mm-hmm. of area. Mm-hmm. But I haven't used it too much for fertility, actually. Mm, that's a very interesting point to use. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, and then the next combination she talks about is gallbladder 20 and gallbladder 34. So it's um, they're both on the Yang channel and it's the wind wood spring point or like combination. So it can work on like the muscular level, um, but also like the upper regions as well. But it can also treat fullness because it's on like the yang channels. So it's also quite diverse because it can treat kind of yin and yang, really, even though it's on the yang channels. Yeah, not not a very common point I decided to do for liver cheese tag before I started to mm-hmm. read this book because it's like, mm-hmm. should be 20, should be 34, what, why? But <laughs> yeah. Um, it makes a lot of sense when you're trying to think what level the chi is starting to stagnate and to free that kind of, especially when the liver chi turns into liver fire and it rises up, you get a lot of that, uh, a lot of that chi that's nodding up to the top and that's why they get headaches. They get all that sort of stuff. So you're putting stuff into GB20 and GB34 to help clear that heat as well that's building up and clear the young hyperactive young that's building up mm-hmm. is usually why you can't do those points as well and then um it's also the gb34 is also good to help the emptiness of the chi in the gallbladder so we talked about um i think we talked about gallbladder in the last episode or was it the first episode yeah the last episode and how it's connected to the decisiveness and like timidity and apprehension so gallbladder 34 she talks about being a good point to kind of um, help with those types of symptoms and signs yeah definitely a point i added almost mm. 70 to 80 patients, 80% of my patients now, actually. Yeah. Um, Let's move on she, to heart. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Maybe I was just going to say she goes into like other points as well for different specific uh, conditions, uh, not conditions, um, syndromes that you yep. see as well. So, yeah, you can have a read of those ones. We're not going to go into those ones in, with, in too much detail. Yeah, it's kind of like a supplementary point if you wanted to support on top of the liver chi and you think, mm-hmm. oh, I also want to support, uh, I don't know, I know support the lungs. So, okay, add lung mm-hmm. nine, lung one, butter 13, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. 
buy the book if you want to look at that kind of stuff. I think it's probably the best. (laughs) So the next fullness, the pattern of fullness would be heart fire. So if the etiology she mentions is that the liver chi can easily turn into um, heat and fire and can attack the heart and the stomach as well. Um, So she goes through the signs and symptoms and the clinical manifestations. And then so what you would want to do is eliminate the fire and the stagnation and then calm the shin as well. Yeah, I think one of the more common uh, common symptoms of heart fire is stuff like uh, you get things like thirst, irritability, you you get that sort of very heaty kind of symptoms where you can tell that Mm -hmm. person is... It's not just liver cheese stag at that point or mm-hmm. stagnation. It's more of a fire in them now. They can get red in the face. You can look at their stools or the urine it tends to be a bit darker. Their tongue obviously would be a bit more, either like a more yellow coating or very red tongue with no coating at all. So usually if the, you get that sort of yin deficient kind of coating, there wouldn't be any coating at all on the tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then the first point combination she um, talks about is heart eight or PC seven and kidney three. So this um, combination acts on the heart fire and kidney water access to kind of bring down that fire and that heat. Yeah. I think this is probably one of the biggest yin yang kind of combos between fire, water. You need that balance. If not, then Mm -hmm. the fire will rise disturb the shen blah 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 yeah so um heart eight the yin um, point and also the fire point as well um and then pc7 is the shu point a yun point earth point and sedation point um so when the chi or fire kind of rise and attack the stomach Oh, sorry, I already said that part. It can eliminate that heart fire that comes up from the liver chi stagnation. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think kidney three, the yuan shu earth point, it's the grounding point. If you ever need to tonify the kidney in any kind of way, you go for that point. It's always one of the good, more stable <laughs> points as well for earth. Yeah, I use that one quite often as well. Yes, so yeah. like kidney three. I think it's always a great um grounding i guess point like something that you need someone's really like they're up in the air their head's not really down and up in the clouds i Mm. always use kidney three to help boost back and sort Mm. of bring them back down as well Mm. um so then the next fire pattern would be liver fire and stomach fire and often it's associated with the heart fire as well so the points that she uses is liver two um, and then bladder points, gallbladder points, sorry, um, along the, all the way, she said, actually, high, mm-hmm. higher points on the gallbladder channel. Yeah, all mm-hmm. the way. So it's all the ones in the head because all mm-hmm. the heat will rise up to the head. So yeah. you want to use everything from the back, GB20, back of the skull, all the way to, to the, the front of the head. To- yeah. As well, um, something that you could do as well is feel for the more sorrow points, and then you can use those. It takes a bit more time, but I think if mm. it's on yourself or on like a friend or a family, I think that would probably be better. Just chuck in like eight to ten needles in just the head, the gallbladder <laughs> mm-hmm. channel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
And then for stomach five, she talks about stomach 44, stomach 21 as well. Yeah, more of the ones closer to the uh, the end. It's all the yin points where you're looking to clear heat. So if it's more stagnation, like liver three, that sort of stuff, then you can go that one. If it's to more clear the, the heat, then you go liver two, stomach 44, all along the toes, the mm-hmm. joining in between the connections of the to- toes. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, did you want to add any more for uh, fire patterns? Um, I don't think so. I think this, you can s- typically see these kind of fire patterns more, at least from what I've seen, more in Caucasian people from what I've seen. I think it's a lot linked to the diet of eating uh, more heaty, lots of meat, greasy, fast foody kind of foods mm-hmm. compared mm-hmm. to Asian diets, which is more rice, mixing that sort of uh, less meat heat involvement as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. So. Yeah. and then so the next fullness is obstruction by phlegm and there's a lot of different ways that it can occur it can occur from spleen tt being down um, or the lung dd being down or chi stagnation um, heat and fire and you constraint can also lead to phlegm accumulation as well and then when there's phlegm it can produce heat as well so you can have this like phlegm heat condition or you can have a phlegm condition as well 100 i think that's more common now as well with hay fever and stuff going around lots of phlegm being created and that mm-hmm. phlegm obviously sticks around and congeals and then that can lead to the phlegm heat and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff as well yeah mm-hmm. so then the points you can use is pc5 and stomach 40 is the one of PC5 is one of the main points to treat phlegm, but also to move chi stagnation as well. Yeah. I think PC5 is a lot better when it's kind of affected the more Shen points as well. So it's it started to block up the portals of the heart and you can't get that, um, the Shen opening up of the heart. So you get very like, irritated and that fiery building phlegm kind of things build up and, PC5 is good for that. Stomach 40, obviously the lower point, lower Hersey point, I think. Yeah, lower Hersey point. Let's double check Let me that. get back to you. <laughs> I think it is. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was like 30 something. 36. Yeah, we'll get back to you. I thought it was. It's <laughs> one of the more good for clearing heat, clearing damp, phlegm, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. It definitely well. clears phlegm and it definitely works on the spleen and stomach and, yeah, can affect the portals of the heart as well. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to blood stasis or blood schwer. This one usually very similar to common chi stag. I guess the biggest differences is it can come from chi stag, but it can kind of go a little bit further where you can start getting affecting the yin side, which is the blood, mm-hmm. where you can get not enough blood moving around the body. That can also lead to stagnation, dryness that can, any form of dryness that dries up the blood can lead to stagnation as well mm-hmm. so yeah a bit more kind of deficiency like um blood deficiency and chi deficiency can be involved as well i guess some of the points that she suggested as well is pc4 and bladder 17 so pc4 is a she point and it moves and cools the blood calms mm-hmm. the shen clears heat and it can also re- regulate any rebellious stomach or lung chi as well Bladder 17, obviously, that's the influential point of blood. So 
it obviously helps moves, controls, nourishes. It's like the all moving point for blood mm-hmm. and everything like that as well. And then the next uh, combination is spleen 10 and spleen 6. So they can, uh, so spleen 10 does moving of the blood, cools the blood, and also benefits like fertility, menstruation, um, gynecological disorders as well. And then spleen 6 being the sun yin jiao meeting point of all the yins. So, yeah, it's really good to nourish the blood and tonify the middle jowl, um, calm the shin and affect the liver and the kidneys as well. Yeah, pretty straightforward stuff, to be honest, so far. It's a lot of yeah. the more common points that we typically use mm-hmm. and just a little bit more on the shin side and how it affects that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's. And move- then, oh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, um, as usual with, or like as we've seen in the previous sections, she adds a lot of case studies as well as to how she's used the points with different types of patients. So um, we won't go over any of the case studies today, but yeah, if you're interested, you can yeah give the book a read. They're really interesting, some of them and the choices of points and like when she uses them. Yeah. I think we can go over it maybe in a future episode when we're going through different case studies. We'll definitely mm-hmm. come back to these kind of case studies that she's mm-hmm. gone through and you can hear about them, but we just won't cover it because there's a lot of content that we still need to cover mm-hmm. in this episode as well. Yeah. Let's move on to principal patterns of emptiness or deficiency. Mm-hmm. So how would you, I guess, categorize this one compared to excess and what's the biggest differences in terms of Shen? Um, so the emptiness pattern is like the Shen is without a home. It's kind of just wandering and it's not got anywhere to go. So it's, it can lead to kind of restlessness as well because the heat leads to restlessness, but the emptiness, sorry, the fullness leads to em- restlessness, but the emptiness can also lead to restlessness, but the path to get there is different. So, yeah, and then like you can have restlessness in the nighttime or you can have restlessness in the daytime or both. But this one, the difference is is that it's more of a deficiency. So it's more yin and blood that's affected rather than say like fire, phlegm, things being blocked up. It's more things that are lower, more deficient. Yeah. I guess the restlessness that comes from it is the fact that it's unhappy so any form of excess it's like ugh, i don't want that stuff versus i need that stuff you know mm-hmm. and you get that yeah. inner kid or that grumpiness that comes out as well from that <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. so let's move on to the first efficiency pattern which is emptiness of the heart and the spleen so this one is well i think it's quite common i see i feel like i see this kind of quite a lot in the clinic as well Lots of kind of thinking, like spleen thinking as well, and sleep disorders, like too much thinking, restlessness, um, insomnia, um, lack of memory, fatigue as well. I think this all is part of that. Um, And then so common points that she uses, she uses heart seven, stomach 36, spleen six, and spleen three. Um, so this combination can calm the shen, tonify qi, and also nourish the blood. Yeah, very tonifying points, all these mm-hmm. ones for everything. Yeah. Any noticeable things that you want to talk about these three points that we, I guess we haven't really mentioned before? So I think 
the I guess the difference between those points and these points now is that they are more we mentioned a little bit but like more tonifying so instead of clearing it's providing a building up a house like building up a house for the shen to come back to so i don't think with these ones you want strong stimulation it's more gentle i think this is i'm jumping ahead into like the stimulation methods later no that's um but with these ones, because I guess we all, we've talked about these points before and we want to talk about something different, but the stimulation method for when you're tonifying compared to when you're removing excess is different as well. So you don't want strong stimulation. Personally, for deficient uh, people, I don't like to add too many points as well. I try to keep it less points and more gentler. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, I guess the next combo of points that she uses is kidney four, heart five, mm. or lung seven. Kidney four is not one that I use often, actually. Mm. Yeah, and me neither, to be honest. She even mentions it here, yeah, rarely used in modern clinical oh. TCM. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I guess the reason why she uses this, so it's a lower point. It moves down the excess chi from, I guess, above and reinforces the kidney. I think the reason... But, w- oh, yeah. Sorry, go for it. No, no, you continue. So, like, I get it's not very, very modern, uh, commonly used point, but I guess the biggest reason she used this is because it can be quite strong, the chi invigorating part of it as well. And it does it a little bit better than kidney three. That's why she recommends it more instead of kidney four. Uh, heart five obviously has that great connection with kidney, and so it regulates the heart chi, calms the shen, clears any heat that's building up in there as well. But it's more for that empty kind of conditions. That's why she uses heart five instead of like something like heart seven is what I believe. Mm-hmm. So the next point combination she talks about is bladder 15, bladder 44, and do 11. So if you're doing a face down treatment, this one is good um, to help calm the shin and tonify the organs and clear heat as well. So it's like the back shoe points and also the outer outer shoe points as well. Yeah, yeah. I think it's um, good to mix things up. I know a lot of practitioners don't really like face down treatments though, but if you do, they're the points to use is what I would recommend as well. I do a lot of face down treatments. Oh, good on you. I know. <laughs> That's good. It's really random. I Yeah. Okay. Next point combination <laughs> is do 24 or yin tang and then CV 17 or CV 14 or CV 12 and CV 6 or CV 4. So lots of CV points. Definitely great down the straight down the middle kind of points if you mm-hmm. want to do the do stuff. If you find that they've got a lot of problems through chest, head, like straight down the middle kind of points, mm-hmm. those are the ones where you really want to bring the chi, clear the stagnation, and like a really boosting kind of treatment through mm-hmm. the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I think we've covered most of that section. She mm-hmm. does mention a little bit more in terms of like, emptiness of the heart and gallbladder chi so if you're like that uncertainty the hun side and the poor side of things where you don't really know um you can use some extra points like gb40 
GB24, GB34, that's probably the most common stuff. Mm. Emptiness of liver. So you get stuff like dizziness or tremors or that sort of stuff. A lot of internal wind kind of dish conditions. Uh, mm-hmm. You look more at like liver 8, liver 3, tonified blood, so bladder 17, that sort of stuff as well is pretty good. On a more a bigger sort of topic, I guess she talks about the emptiness of heart yin and empty fire. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of where there's qi and blood deficiency um, there's also yin deficiency, and over time, this kind of impacts into the mental health side of things as well. So once you have yin deficiency of the heart, it affects the shen in stuff like you get palpitations, restlessness, that's more the heart yin side of things. In terms of the kin- kidney yin deficiency with deficient heat, you get ringing of the ears, you get the heat symptoms that slowly come out, especially during nighttime, night sweating, dry mouth, five heats, that sort of stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. So with yin deficiency, it's often um, accompanied by deficient fire as well, which is why you get those kind of heat signs you just mentioned and also kind of like that internal agitation. Um, and that's the shen part of it. The heat kind of um, builds up from the deficiency, from the cooling being down, um, and then you get the emotional disorders as well. So the trick... Uh, points that she uses is first combination is heart six and kidney six um, so good to nourish the yin and the liquids as well so heart six is the c point and then kidney six is the um yin chow mai point yep all the sixes are good i think for yin mm-hmm. it's been six as mm-hmm. well good for yin as well so mm-hmm. Uh, I think that kind of ties into her next three-point combination as well, which is CV4, heart 7, and spleen 6. This is probably the most common thing I do as well for deficient anxiety kind of patients mm-hmm. where yeah. the heart and spleen is empty, affects the shen, probably get insomnia, no sleep, can't settle their mind, that sort of stuff as well. Yep. That's what I would do. And the next part, she talks about empty jing. So can be like from phlegm accumulation or from like ex- excessive consumption um, or congenital deficiency. Um, so the the main point she uses is bladder 23, bladder 25, do 4, CV4 and kidney 3 to tonify the kidney. Um, and then if there's phlegm involvement, she uses do 20, do 24, si tong and yin tang. Yeah, I think that covers most of this section for deficiency. Uh, We're just going to quickly touch on diverse, I guess, more of the diverse applications and when you can apply different methods as well. So in this section, she talks about um, points that you can use across a lot of different syndromes and patterns. Um, So the Renmai and the Dumai points are the ones she uses most commonly regardless well not regardless across different um, conditions and patterns so the renmai is being the c of the yin and then the dumai being the c of the yang as well so it can help to move the yin and the yang quite strongly for what you want to do for the patient yes uh, i think something that she also mentions is the different dantians in each section. Mm-hmm. That's why I think meditation is such a big part because when you breathe, you breathe into the lower dantian, 
which helps mm-hmm. boost all the chi across the body and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So it's kind of separated into three different sections that she kind of does it where um, you have stuff. The head is one mm-hmm. section, the middle, so which is in between the chest. So like stuff like CV-17 is what we talked about mm-hmm. and lower dantian, which is in the lower abdomen, just below mm-hmm. the umbilicus. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of points there. Um, I guess let's quickly go through just some of the points in each section that she would use depending on where it is and then mm-hmm. the functions before we round mm-hmm. things off. So I'll get, I guess I'll get the ball rolling uh, with one of the points, I guess CV4 or run four is one of the biggest points. It's obviously like Charlene said, run my is a sea of yin. So it has a very nourishing factor, nourishes the yin, mm-hmm. reinforces yuan chi, tonifies the kidney and benefits the jing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because it's kind of abdomen, it can help with digestive conditions as well. And then she often uses CV6 and CV12 um, as well, so either side of the umbilicus. So, yeah, they can also help the spleen stomach and also affects the chi as well. Yeah. Pretty much. So I think CV6, obviously, lower than 10, CV12, mm-hmm. more middle jowl, regulating mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. So if you have any, have you ever have any middle jowl or stomach kind of conditions, going using CV12 is mm-hmm. never a bad point. Mm-hmm. And then um, also CV14, which is the mood point of the heart, um, helps to regulate heart chi, calm the shen, um, and then uh, moves down the ascending chi to open the chest and then can also clear the heat and resolve phlegm as well. Any shun conditions, you can slap that in. There's no problem mm-hmm. with that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next then... point would be CV15, which is our run 15, which is the law point of the renmai. So this is a more invigorating point, obviously, because it's a law point. So it moves and invigorates. So if there's any nodding of the chi, you can use this. Um, it also calms the shen and resolves the phlegm as well. Uh, next point, which is a more common point, which is CV17. It's the move point of the pericardium. It's in between the two nipples. Obviously, it's in the middle of the chest. So it's a meeting point for a lot of different uh, meridians. So Renmai with the spleen, kidney, small intestines, and the sun chow. Mm-hmm. This one's a really good one for opening up the chest and regulating any chi in the middle dantian kind of mm-hmm. region as well. Um, and then the other one she talks about on the CV channel is CV22. So it's also a meeting point between the Ren Mai and the Yin Wei Mai. And it helps to clear heat and resolve phlegm and regulate chi. So it's really good for um, that plumstone chi that we were talking about last episode. <laughs> exactly. Let's move on to the Du Mai. So Du Mai obviously is on the back, on the back part of the spine instead of the front part side, mm-hmm. front side yep uh, <laughs> it has obviously where the kidneys are located so it has a lot more nourishing for the bone the marrow did i say bone brain yeah, and marrow <laughs> <laughs> um like charlene said it's the sea of the young so if you really the points that she's going to recommend is has a great in terms of tonifying the chi and the young for the back and the mm-hmm. whole body and that sort of stuff Shuts off with GV4, uh, do four, sorry, yeah, the same thing, where tonifies mm-hmm. kidney young and warms the fire of the Ming Men. 
think this point's probably a lot better in older patients as well with lower back pain, that sort of stuff, because obviously kidney mm. declines with age. Mm. And if you really want to boost that gene, benefit the gene and the UN tree, you can always consider doing GV4. And then she talks about do eight and do 11 and do 14 as well. So they can help to calm the liver down and also um, clear external wind. So the do eight um, is on kind of the level of the liver. So it affects the liver, whereas do 11 um, is on the same level as the heart battery point so it can affect the heart as well and then do 14 being that meeting point of the three youngs it can affect you know the expel the internal and external wind and it clears the heat as well but also affects the young quite strongly yeah something that you can do a lot even your battery treatment points i realized is you can do the do meridians for whatever you want to do as well as Mm. the bladder on each side has a great Mm. boost of each each function that you want to do for each one gets amplified more mm-hmm. by adding in the do meridian points for that bladder point. Mm-hmm. So next points that she wants to go through is two sixteen, which is the meeting point for the Ying Wei Mai, which is also the point for the sea of marrow. So if you really want to benefit the marrow uh, or the brain, that sort of stuff, you can use that point. Helps extinguish wind and calms the Shen as well. <laughs> Do 20, that's probably the most common point that everyone does for bringing mm-hmm. down the Shen, calming the Shen, sorry. It's the meeting point of three young channels. So um, anything that leads up to the top of the head, um, any phlegm, anything like that, it helps to resolve the phlegm and extinguishes any internal wind and guides the chi upwards to the head. Um, And then the next two is do 24 and do 26. Um, So do 24 is the meeting point of the do my with the bladder and the stomach. um, And it helps to resolve phlegm, open the portals and calm the shen. Um, Also can extinguish the wind and being kind of upper area affects the brain, the nose, the eyes as well. While do 26 is the meeting point of the Yangming channel of the hand and the foot. So it can open open the orifices, calm the shen, but also freeze the channels to help benefits the brain, face, and spinal column. Yep. Last point that she recommends is yin tang, which is obviously the extra point in between the two eyebrows, and it helps to open the orifice, calms the shen, regulates the channels as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then she talks about like the battery points and then heart and pericardium points. But I think it's a bit much for us to discuss in one episode or even like even across the three episodes. I think we've only like kind of skimmed the surface and picked out stuff that we thought was interesting and important but I guess if you read it yourself you'll find that there's so much more and um, different things that you'll probably kind of focus on more or different as well so let's do our little summary of the book so was this how did you enjoy this book how did you find this book I really like this book to be honest it's probably one Mm -hmm. of my favorite books just because I have a bigger interest in Shen and the emotional side of how patients mm-hmm. are as well for me. Yeah. Um, I think I shed a lot more light into different acupuncture points and 
using five elements in order to evaluate a patient for me. Mm-hmm. How did you find this book? Yeah, I think it was really interesting. I really liked it as well because it's, I guess, a big part of um, Chinese medicine, like that energetic, the emotional side. We're, we're very holistic, so we always take that into account. Um, and for me, it really um, gave me a new perspective on the shins, like the different ones that we learned, mm-hmm. and just more information about you know how it actually manifests and what kind of affects it and what it actually does as well, like connecting the symptoms that go that the patient presents with when you know something's imbalanced or disordered so yeah it was very very interesting a lot to take in though a lot it is I think this is probably one of the biggest books we've read so far that's Mm -hmm. why we had to separate it into three different sections um Mm -hmm. but I guess my question for you would be would you buy this book would you think it's good enough to have a physical copy and keep it in your Chinese medical collection yeah, definitely. Um, I have the PDF version now and I find that I, like even now I'm just kind of going back, I will um, review it when I see certain patients and I will look at different things. So even um, the PDF version that I have now, I'm using quite regularly. Yeah, I completely agree. I think this is one of those books where you have like a bunch of sticky notes everywhere written mm-hmm. all over the book and like bookmarking pages. Oh my God, this patient came with this kind of condition. Mm-hmm. Like I read it in the book. Yeah. Um, so I think it's definitely a buy for me once mm-hmm. I have enough money to get by this kind of book. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we have prices, right, on... Uh, from what I've seen for the Shen books, it's mm-hmm. roughly, it's over a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, from what it's, I remember last time. Oh yeah. Sorry. Go for it. Yeah. It's basically a textbook more than like a, um, just a book reading book, <laughs> book reading if that book. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's like a textbook. Uh, sorry, I was wrong. It's a $90 in Australian dollars. So oh. it's on special at the moment if anyone's interested with the Black Friday sales coming around. So <laughs> yeah. usually it's $106, I think, on Booktopia. Um, you're going to have to retract that because when we when this episode goes up, it's going to be, be past Black Friday. All right, <laughs> folks, get it quick. Um, hopefully there'll be a Christmas sale when this episode rolls up around. So uh, it's usually $105, yeah, like I thought. And Which is, yeah. Which, which is reasonable. Which very is reasonable for the content and for how much or how much I would use it. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. There's, she covers um, conditions, theory, acupuncture points, case studies, and point combinations mm-hmm. as well. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. herbs and stuff I think wasn't as big in this book, mm-hmm. from my opinion. Um, that wasn't one of the bigger uh topics that she covered it's more of an acupuncturist kind of book rather than yeah. a herbal kind of book yeah that's okay can't cover everything in every book so no you can't yeah and <laughs> if there was any more in this book i think everyone would probably just have some kind of shame develop some condition develop from all this kind of stuff so and then they know how to treat themselves <laughs> <laughs> if they made it to that part of the book yeah probably yeah. they would yeah <laughs> Alrighty. Any any last words? Oh, no. uh, please don't kill me. 
So this is actually our last um, episode for this year. We're going to take a break and um, kind of, yeah, take a break from reading. I mean, we'll probably still keep reading, but we'll take a break from the podcast and then come back um, next year sometime. So hopefully early next year. So in the meantime, let us know if there's any books that you want to read or hear about. I think maybe next one might be a fertility one. Not quite decided yet. So yeah, open for suggestions. And you have a, yeah, we hope this offers some insight for you into Shen, psycho-emotional aspects of Chinese medicine from us at Forever Young. Thank you for listening to Do With Us and sticking by this year. It's been very up and down with our time differences and schedules. (laughs) We wish all of you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And, and we'll here with you next time in the new year. Woohoo! 2023. Yay. Oh my gosh, don't say that. Uh, uh, 2022 <laughs> plus one. Uh, plus one. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.